Welcome to today's meeting. Let's go ahead and open it with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. 27th of March, AA's Freedoms. We trust that we already know what our several freedoms truly are, that no future generation of AAs will ever feel compelled to limit them. Our freedoms create the soil in which genuine love can grow. The Language of the Heart, page 303. Again, we trust that we already know what our several freedoms truly are, that no future generation of AAs will ever feel compelled to limit them. Our freedoms create the soil in which genuine love can grow. Got it. I crave freedom. First, freedom to drink. Later, freedom from drink. The AA program of recovery rests on the foundation of a free choice. There are no mandates, laws, or commandments. AA's spiritual program, as outlined in the 12 steps and by which I am offered even greater freedoms, is only suggested. I can take it or leave it. Sponsorship is offered, not forced, and I come and go as I will. It is these and other freedoms that allow me to recapture the dignity that was crushed by the burden of drink and which is so dearly needed to support an enduring sobriety. Amen. Freedom. I'm Fernando, alcoholic. The secret of success is constancy of purpose. The secret of success is constant purpose by Benjamin Disraeli. In 12-step meetings, we don't talk about counseling, treatment centers, or non-program reading. Many of us have been helped in these ways, but we shouldn't confuse them with 12-step programs. We must keep our 12-step programs pure, no matter what is in style among counselors or in treatment centers, or what the latest book says. Certainly, we should use these sources if they help us, but not in our program meetings. There, we must stick to the basics that help helps us recover all over the world for many years. Steps, traditions, meetings, sponsorship, if you like, these things work no matter what, what's in style out there. Let's pray. God, let us see that there's help for the, for the needy one. Let us share our 12-step program. Action for today. Today, I'll just will help out by being helpful and doing what I can. Amen. And today's reading from the 24-hour little book says, let's see, it says, hmm. good. It says good things. Let's go ahead and pray again while I wait for my pad to, to load up. Let's do the third step prayer, please. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. 
Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those that would help of thy power, of thy love, of thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Eight off of the day. You get the power to overcome drinking through the fellowship of other alcoholics who have found the way out. Reading from the 24-hour little book. You get power by honestly sharing your past experience through personal witnesses. You get power by becoming to believe in a higher power. The divine principle in the universe which can help you, you get power by working with other alcoholics in these four ways. Thousands of alcoholics have found all the power they need to overcome drinking. Am I ready and willing to accept this power and work for it? Yes, 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 yes. Meditation for the day. The power of God's Spirit is the greatest power in the universe. Our conquest of each other, the great kings and conquerors, the conquest of wealth, the leaders of, of the money society, all amount to very little in the end. But he who conquers himself is greater than he who conquers a city. Material things have no permanence, but God's Spirit is eternal. Everything really worthwhile in the world is the result of the power of God's Spirit. Again, everything that's really worthwhile in this world, in our world, is the result of the power of God's Spirit. Prayer for the day. We pray that we may open ourselves to the power of God's Spirit. We pray that our relationship with others may be improved by His Spirit. Amen. And now, a reading from the grapevine. I opened it up to uh, Grapevine May 2017. It says, Step 5. Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Now, this is the story. The story is called Just Listening. Though nervous to sit down with a woman she did not know, she had time, experience, and with God's help, an open ear. I rolled out of bed on my knees this morning. I asked the God of my understanding for His will for me. I thought about that day ahead. Tonight I will do something, be something I have never done before. I will be listening to another fifth step. This person was someone I have never met. They were currently in an alcoholic treatment. I prayed for I asked God to fill me with his love and allow me to be a channel to send the love to them, to that person. I asked for the person to have courage and to be at ease and say what they needed to say. I prayed about the fifth step before I went out throughout the day. I wanted to be able to convey God's love because of what I've seen and felt. I have no doubts about this love. Even when I think I don't feel it at all, I still know it's there. I kept asking God several times a day if I could be allowed to give her an insight into the beauty and the depths of his love. I realized I don't actually know the width and depth of God's love, but I know it's great. When I met the woman to do her fifth step, I liked her right away. I could see she had her brave face on, that muscle through it. 
face. I saw myself in her face. We started with prayer. I began by thanking God for loving us so much. God was most definitely present. When she got to the point in her story where her life went seriously wrong, I was thinking I could not relate. My life had not been anything like hers. I started praying to myself. I told her I couldn't relate. I didn't know what to say. I quietly asked him to please help me, help her to put the right words in my mouth, the right thoughts in my head. What came to me immediately was, wait, wait, just listen. Wait and listen. Let her do this. Settle down. Just listen. Let her do it. Soon I realized that her pain was the same as mine. Our pain had been bought or brought, excuse me, about by only slightly different circumstances. Apart from details, we were the same. Betrayal, abuse, neglect, abandonment, the same. Determination, the search, the failures, the same. Anger, resentment, retaliation, confusion, mistakes, bad decisions, lost hopes, lost dreams, lost costs, trying to cope in a world gone horribly wrong, all the same. My pain was not unique. For me, this was huge. We identified with each other. We were human. We weren't separate. We became closer. It gave me grace and forgiveness. It gave me mercy and compassion. It helped me just be me and let her be her. I could see that we were both just trying to cope the best we could. When this woman finished her story, I talked a little bit about my life and my own experience. She saw that we had the same stuff. I could see her relief. I could see her relax. We both knew we were not alone. If it's possible for one person to relate to another the love of God, then I was indeed allowed to do so that night. We were one alcoholic relating to another. When I left her, I said, it was a good, very good night. She turned and looked at me and smiled and said, yes, it was. I don't know if she'll be able to maintain sobriety. That's not up to me. But I do know she saw a glimpse into a different life tonight and that everything happened exactly the way it was supposed to at that time for her and for me. Thank you, Catherine W. from Chancellor, Alabama. Beautiful, wonderful. I'm Fernando Alcoholic, and what I get out of that, I got inspired to, if I sense it, to ask anybody that need to tell their story verbally. They don't necessarily have to write it down. Just get it out because our pain is the same. You know, the pain we're going through, get it out, you know. There's not much we can do about it. The pain has been purchased through wrong actions and other. The pain is already there. So what we need to buy is buy the solution. A solution doesn't remove the pain. It dissolves it. It dissolves those words smaller and smaller and smaller. And in the right content, they lose their power. Amen. And here's another story that's right in back of that one that got my attention. It's called Tradition 5. Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the alcoholic who still suffers. Not sure yet. A past delegate shares how his group welcomed newcomers who don't yet know if they belong. Recently, I facilitated an inventory at a home group where they were struggling with attracting newcomers. 
We came to realize that the attendance had started to drop when the members began addressing problems other than alcohol and singleness of purpose issues at their meetings. The chairperson would question new attendees as to why they were there and whether they were alcoholic. Admittedly, they were especially tough on court-ordered people who had a paper to be signed. While the meetings may have seen more focus, the attendance fell so much that the group no longer had new alcoholics walking in the door looking for help. Without the lifeblood of new members, the old-timers didn't have new members to sponsor. For the first year of my sobriety, I was still questioning whether or not I was an alcoholic. I would say I was an alcoholic for fear of not fitting in or because I believe alcoholism and drug addiction were the same thing, but I did not believe I was truly alcoholic. In order to follow your rules, I would substitute the word alcohol in my story when my actual experience was with drugs in those instances. Later in my sobriety, I stopped substituting the word alcohol for the word drugs and instead opted for the term outside issues. However, I still lacked the fundamental understanding of identification. In the pamphlet, Problems Other Than Alcohol, our co-founder Bill W. states very clearly that an alcoholic who is also a drug addict can be a member of AA, but that a non-alcoholic drug addict cannot. You raised the bottom for me. In open meetings, I was able to relate to the way you think, the way you feel, and the way you drink. I saw that the steps worked for you, and since I believe I was like you, I thought they would work for me if I did what you did. While working the steps, I related to the description of the alcoholic in the big book and soon realized I, too, was an alcoholic. You did not kick me out of the meetings when I identified incorrectly or said something wrong, but you also didn't ignore the uncertainty. I had about my own drinking and drug problem. The long term of Tradition 3 states that our membership shall include anyone who suffers from alcoholism, and Tradition 5 illustrates the importance of focusing on that one thing we do well, helping alcoholics by relating our actual experiences. Our home group is a closed meeting with a focused AA message. But we are not afraid that a bunch of drug addicts are going to flood our, our meeting water down our message, and destroy us. Our traditions are not based in fear. Rather, their, their spiritual foundation is anonymity, which is expressed of self-sacrifice and humility. We practice the third and fifth traditions by realizing our own limitations. Rather, their spiritual foundation of problems in a group is anonymity. We respond with, love and tolerance, and go back to our basics, which is expressed as self-sacrifice and humility. We practice the third and fifth traditions by realizing our own limitations. We know we cannot be all things to all people. We are simply ex-problem drinkers who have found a solution and stay sober by showing other alcoholics what we have done. In addition, as sponsors, we must also be aware of our own limitations. Our shared experiences, both while drinking and sober, are the foundation of our program. The book Alcoholics Anonymous states, The ex-problem drinker who has found this solution, who is properly armed with facts about himself, can generally, can generally win the entire confidence of another alcoholic in a few hours. Until such understanding is rich, reached, little or nothing can be accomplished. Not only is it important for newcomers to relate our experiences so we can sponsor them, but it's equally important that 
they be able to relay their own experiences when they sponsor others. In my home group, we have a go-around where we all introduce and identify ourselves. Our group conscience is that even if someone doesn't identify as alcoholics or as having a desire to stop drinking, we let them sit through their first meeting. However, it is also our group conscience that we are responsible to meet them after the meeting, to tell about our own experience identifying and our to our to offer to take them through the big book to help them see if they belong. Many people have a misconception about what an alcoholic is. Our big book tick, takes over 50 pages to describe an alcoholic so that people can decide for themselves. It wasn't until I read these pages that I realized to my innermost self that I belong. We did not diagnose each other in AA. We let members relate and decide for themselves. During our meeting, we related our own experiences as they related to alcoholism. It's a very focused AA message. That doesn't mean that you will never hear members talking about drugs at our meetings. Although it's rare, there are many outside issues that overlap with our alcoholism and therefore can be relevant in our discussions of our drinking and sobriety. There is a fundamental misunderstanding of our tradition when members are encouraged to use the word outside issues as some sort of censorship for the drug for the word drugs. If the subject truly is an outside issue, then it is outside the scope of AA and has no place in an AA meeting. But all of us have problems other than alcohol that are related to our alcoholism and our emotional sobriety. Also, we do not encourage members to just say the word alcohol when they really are talking about drugs. That's dishonesty and problems with drugs. Relationships, work, or any other major area of life may be outside issues in themselves. However, there may be completely applicable if they need to relate to alcoholism. My home group believes it is our duty to maintain a focused discussion on alcoholism while helping people figure out if they belong here or in another fellowship. This requires more than calling people out in meetings. If they say something wrong, I'm not sure if that would have worked for me. Fear is always a factor in one-on-one -on -one meetings because none of us like confrontation. However, our group has found that we have nearly always had success when our approach is in a loving and helpful spirit. As members of AA, we are responsible to help the people who show up at our meetings. Terry E. from Louisiana. My experience is that we have lost good AA members to Narcotics Anonymous. They go over there because the fellowship was uh, was awesome. It was happy. It was joyous. And um, my higher power uh, showed me that I belong in AA. At one time, our group up in Northern California, my home group, fully clothed in right mind in Antioch, California, we have uh, NA meetings, I believe, start about 11.30 a.m., and then the AA meeting starts at uh, 12.40, 10 minutes to, for the people to get out. I don't know why they put it so close, and 10 minutes for the new people to come in in the same room. So I was early once, and I started attending very easily NA meetings. And I'm sitting there, and I'm just hearing the shares, I'm hearing all the readings, and I'm thinking, wow, this is an incredible program. I start getting the spiritual fix. And I see that they have a workbook, an official workbook that they 
And it has been brought to my attention of some of the people that had left the program and were over there. And I looked at that NA book and I'm thinking, wow, I myself need to switch. And all of a sudden there was that seat next to me empty. And this has never happened before. A, a young lady came with an AA workbook from Hazleton. And she sat next to me. And I said, what is that? She goes, it's an AA workbook. And she showed it to me. And I was amazed that there was an AA workbook out of Hazleton. And that book was not the little red book, the workbook that goes along with the little red book. And I decided that my higher power says, you belong in AA. That's your calling. And that's where I'm at today. So getting back to our story is I had an incident with a guy kept saying he's an addict. He's an addict. And uh, we loved and loved until finally I just approached him. I said, hey, guy, we, we love you and so forth but out of respect for the group and so forth. And, you know, we're spending our time and our efforts and everything in here. And he said, no problem. He started, I'm an alcoholic, I'm an alcoholic. And he said, the love of the group. And so far, he's got a job. So far, he got rid of the, the girlfriend that was causing a lot of headaches, got a new car. And last time I heard, he was going to go get another girlfriend. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming in here and have and join a meeting with me. Let's go ahead and close with the seven-step prayer, please. My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defective character that stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me the strength as I go off from here to do your bidding. Amen. Stay.